we got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast. I'm DJ Short and joining me here on this Monday afternoon is a special guest, Rotoworld contributor Shelly Bearstraight. Shelly, thanks for stepping in for Scott this week. Yeah, I mean, I was I'm, I'm, I'm was glad to be called in from the bench to, you know, to pinch hit on this podcast. So thanks again. Uh, this should be fun. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about weekend headlines, uh, another interesting weekend of MLB action. We're also going to talk about uh, weekend fab bids, all that good stuff, uh, interesting ads being made across the fantasy landscape. We are live on Twitch this afternoon, so thanks to those checking out the show over there. And also big thanks for those listening and podcast form or watching later in YouTube on YouTube. So before we get into all the headlines and fab stuff just a reminder download the roto world app to receive breaking player news all season long stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster get the latest injury updates player news and much more delivered right to your phone it's available in your app store today a lot coming out of the weekend like i said the rays just keep on winning they won five straight uh sit at 19 and three on the season the best 22 game start to a season in the majors since 1987 when the Brewers were also 19-3. and Uh, Don't look up how that turned out for the Brewers. It wasn't great. But I have a feeling (laughs) that the Rays are going to be in it all year. But they're not the only streaking team in MLB right now. The Orioles have won six in a row. The Pirates have won seven straight and sit in first place in the NL Central. We're, We're almost through the first month of the season Shelly, the Pirates are the big surprise here. You have to feel good for Pirates fans, obviously. We haven't had a lot to cheer about in recent years. We know O'Neal Cruz is out for a while, maybe the whole season. We'll see uh, with his ankle injury. But looking at this Pirates roster, do you think we're just seeing a hot streak? Or is this actually a team who can hang around? What do you think? (laughs) I mean... Just kind of like looking at the roster, I really do think that it is a hot streak. And I think it was kind of brought on by the O'Neill Cruz injury, right? Because there was like this like kind of like fisticuffs with the White Sox. And it just ever yeah. since then, like the Pirates have just been just a awesome team to watch because, you know, I you know, watching games like they have like their uh, sword kind of thing mm-hmm. that they do whenever they hit a run. And they just seem yeah. like a team that is just clicking and just gelling. Yeah. And I think 
I think it's going to be good for a while. I just don't know how long it's going to last, but in fantasy, you know, take advantage, like try to get some of these players. Yeah. We'll go through some of them here. We'll we'll start on the offensive side Uh, with some of these guys have been popular ads in recent weeks and and some of the, like the deeper leagues, um, but also some of the shallow mix formats here, Andrew McCutcheon has really been showing out in his return to Pittsburgh. And I think that's big for this team too. Uh, to get that veteran voice, someone who thrived in Pittsburgh, uh, really, you know, the the peak that we've seen with this team in the past, uh, you know, 20, 30 years. Uh, but he's been great, hitting 277, has a 381 on base percentage, almost as many walks as strikeouts, as an 888 OPS through 20 games. I think he should probably be rostered pretty much everywhere right now. Uh, some of these other guys, Connor Joe, uh, Jack Sawinski, I had three homers in Colorado last week. Rodolfo Castro, uh, Jiwon Bay, you know, was especially at the beginning of the season, got some attention there. Uh, which which one of these names kind of jumps out to you? Um, I think in like shallower leagues, I'm kind of leaning towards Connor Joe because of how much he's playing, and yeah. I think it's at some point going to fall off because last year when he was with the Rockies. He started off well and then fell off and then, you know, they, you know, got him off the team and stuff like that. But Joe and Sawinski is kind of like those, those ride it while it's hot and then mm-hmm. drop them when they're not. Right. Yeah. Um, McCutcheon, I think it's going to be like the steady Eddie. Um, and he just watching Pirates games, he just looks like he just, he feels at home in Pittsburgh and you can feel that. And I think the team feels that as well. Um, But I've really been impressed with Rodolfo Castro, um, especially since, you know, he's been playing shortstop um, after the O'Neill Cruz injury. Like he has really stepped up. And I do think that he is just kind of like one of those guys, especially in deeper leagues, you're going to get the playing time. You could get some stolen bases and some power. Um, And that's just something that you really need in deeper leagues. Yeah, maybe not like the flashy category upside, but like the end of the year, he's going to be a contributor here. So uh, pitching side, yesterday, a really interesting outing from Vincent Velasquez. Kind of out of nowhere, struck out 10 batters over seven scoreless innings against the Reds. And it's always interesting when these kind of performances happen on a Sunday. Uh, When you're making these ads on a Sunday night, it's like, how much do you bid for this guy? Uh, Knowing what we know about Vince Velasquez, but I believe his next start is against the Nationals. So do you ride him out in a a start like that, Shelly? I don't know. Like, I've always been like the person who gets tricked by these guys on Sunday, especially like Vince Velasquez or someone like that. I get tricked in. I'm like, oh, he did like really good. And then I'll, oh, he's got an easy matchup. And then he'll fall on his face mm-hmm. so I mean I I mean I wouldn't say no to it but it just kind of seems kind of like I I don't know I I'm a little bit scared. what what do you think about Velasquez like he, that 10 strikeout game on Sunday like totally blew my mind <laughs> yeah I mean I think he was going real slider heavy in that game and, and yeah. it worked you know the Nationals I, I would maybe roll the dice in the Nationals depends on yeah. you know the state of my rotation in whatever league you're in. I think it might be situational. We've seen so many pitchers go down in this early part of the season that, you know, maybe you do play the matchup there, but uh, there's certainly blow up potential with Velasquez. We know that. Um, Are you a believer in Johan Oviedo or Mitch Keller? 
Um, I kind of am. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, the NL Central um, is really, it so far it hasn't really seemed like the most difficult division. And while, you know, the, the schedule has kind of changed to where, you know, you don't really face as many teams in your same division as many times. Um, I still really believe um, that Keller and Oviedo are definitely interesting guys to get out, especially like Oviedo. Like I have him in like, I have him in one league and I did not start him in Colorado this week. Yeah. This past week, because I'm just like, it's Colorado. But of course he proves me wrong, but he has looked really good. And Keller is, I think kind of, coming you know you know prospect pedigree you know prospect it's it's not linear right it kind of goes up and down you never know what's going on but i think keller is finally getting to that point where he's like he's a rosterable pitcher in fantasy right and and keller's that kind of guy like you said has the prospect pedigree sometimes it just takes these little tweaks and and something can uh the light the light switch can uh flip there so I think Keller's always had that potential. Like you said, Oviedo with that great start in Coors Field. Now he has a two-start week. He gets the Dodgers on Tuesday. He gets the Nationals on Sunday. So if you're in a weekly league, it's kind of like, eh, you know, maybe it balances each other out. But maybe he surprises again against the Dodgers. Exactly. Who knows? But, yeah, I think he's a must-start this week. So Pirates fans, we have to spend a few minutes talking about you guys. That's that's pretty awesome to lead the show. But, Shelly, I, I wanted to ask you about Masataka Yoshida, uh, shifting to a different topic here. The big contract, five years, 90 million. A lot of folks were caught off guard by that, especially, you know, with the contrast of Xander Bogart's a proven player, you know, walking, going to San Diego. And the Red Sox, really, they could have re-signed him, let's be honest. Then we see Yoshida really perform well during the World Baseball Classic. Then all of a sudden you're like, hey, you know, they got a guy here. Maybe they got a bargain, but... He struggled to begin his Red Sox tenure until yesterday, of course. He hits two homers in the eighth inning, including his first grand slam in the majors. Becomes the first player to hit two home runs, including one grand slam, in the same inning since Edwin Encarnacion did that in 2013. Obviously great to see the big day from him. The approach has been good, making plenty of contact. And it feels funny to say this, though, after what we saw yesterday, but there are real questions about the power. What are you seeing from Yoshida, and are you a believer in him as a fantasy option moving forward? Um, what I've, I, I was kind of like, after the Red Sox signed Yoshida, I was a little bit caught off guard, you know, like everyone was. Um, and I was a little bit hesitant to roster him um, in some of like my earlier drafts because I'm like some of the Asian players who have come over have struggled um, in their first seasons. Yep. Um, but then, you know, he goes gangbusters in the World Baseball Classic. So then I bought in in my later drafts. But what I've seen so far watching, you know, Red Sox games, I'm seeing the struggles. Um you know, he still has trouble with the high velocity and he's still hitting ground balls. He has a 58% ground ball percentage. He's still hitting balls like on the ground. Sometimes he's, it's more of a productive out. Like he can get the RBI, he can bring someone home um, from third base, stuff like that. 
Um, so there's, I, I still see some struggles yesterday was amazing. Like I did not expect that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that's good, good things to come, but I'm still a little bit hesitant to go for board, uh, go all board with him. Um, yeah. just because of what I've seen before. Yeah, so you said 58% ground ball rate. That's fifth highest among qualified hitters uh, on fan graphs. It's interesting to see the names ahead of him. Juan Soto, uh, Jordan Walker, uh, Gene Segura, Josh Bell. Uh, we know Bell's you know, struggled to, to begin his uh, Guardians tenure. I was big on Bell coming into the year as well. Same. Maybe yeah. we'll see more from him. But I believe Adam Jones, because he played in Japan, uh, I believe the past couple of years, he uh, called Yoshida the Japanese Juan Soto. So it's it's funny <laughs> to see uh, Soto and Yoshida kind of back-to-back here. And uh, Hopefully we see a better uh, rebound season from Juan Soto as well, but he, he remains kind of a mystery too. Um, yeah. Speaking of home runs, Adolis Garcia had a huge day on Saturday. Five for five, three homers against the Athletics. After a bit of a slow start, fantasy-wise, Garcia has driven in 23 runs in his last 11 games. Um, fade Adolis Garcia at your own peril, people. I think we're always waiting for him to fall apart, but I don't think it's going to happen, Shelly. I, I don't think so either. I mean, Adolis Garcia reminds me of um, uh, Randy Arozarena, where yeah. when he had like that first like blow up season for the Rays <clears throat> and everyone was like, Oh, look at his plate discipline. Da, 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 da. But he just like kept just, j- just producing. Um, sorry, Cardinals fans that you lost two of those. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, sure. But yeah, I, I think that he's going to be starting every day for the Rangers. Um, I've watched a couple of their games and he's looked a little bit sketchy in right field defensively, yeah. which I was surprised with because he had been playing center before. But I mean, I think that he's just going to produce. I mean, he's not going to produce like what he did, like five for five. Don't don't expect that. But I mean, you can expect like a quote unquote poor man's uh, Randy Rosarena going forward. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, he was kind of the like you put him in similar tiers. Like when you're when you're doing kind of your preseason rankings, like players who could do similar things, put up similar counting stats. They're they're right in that same area. Yeah. Uh, so so hopping over here to an unfortunate topic, Logan Ohapi. I didn't mean to say hop, but Logan Ohapi diagnosed with a labrum tear in his left shoulder, expected to miss four to six months. <clears throat> Ohapi actually hurt his shoulder in a swing in the Patriots Day game last Monday against the Red Sox. Returned to the lineup, you know, only a couple days later, but hurt himself again on a single in the ninth inning on Friday. Uh, really a shame. Ohapi was hitting the ground running this year, hitting 283, four homers, 13 RBIs across his first uh, 16 games. Hopefully back to 100% uh, come next season. But uh, seriously, a bummer for that, especially, a, you know, a young catcher like that. Um, and fantasy, as we know, it could be a struggle sometimes to get these, uh, to fill your catcher spot if you didn't uh, get one of the studs. So hopefully he comes back, uh, soon. Looks like a very promising player, but the other side of that trade from last season, that Phillies, uh, Phillies angels trade, we love these kind of like challenge prospect trades. So Brandon Marsh went to the Phillies and he has been amazing this year. I tweeted out this morning. So Brandon March hit a homer 
drew two walks yesterday yesterday against the Rockies. He leads the majors in OPS right now. But he has a 12-12 OPS at the moment. Now, Brandon Marsh also has a 500 batting average on balls in play. Uh, <laughs> so that's probably not going to last. And it's interesting. If you go to ba- uh, Baseball Savant and you can go by like expected stats, you can track the difference between actual batting average and expected batting average, slugging, expected slugging. So Brandon Marsh's batting average at the moment is 364. His expected batting average is 239. <laughs> that makes you think like, yeah, he's like a sell high, you know, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if I agree with that because Marsh is hitting the ball really hard. Mm-hmm. He's not striking out as much this year. Mm-hmm. He's being much more selective. And this was a guy, and you can speak on this, Shelly. Brandon Marsh was a really good prospect, too. This isn't necessarily coming out of nowhere. So how much do you believe in what we've seen from Marsh so far? Um, I'm kind of believing it um, because of, you know, obviously his prospect pedigree and stuff like that. But also when he came over um, from L.A. to Philly, he totally he changed his approach at the plate. He used to do like this double toe tap um, and be like really uh, wild in the box. But since he can't hit, since he has come over to Philly, he is really quieted down and is just yeah. using just one toe tap. So there is a, you know, one of the, those tangible changes yeah. that you really want to see. So I'm, I'm buying in on Brandon Marsh. Yeah. Um, I, sadly, I was a, a year too, <laughs> a year too early in a lot yeah, of my yeah. fantasy leagues. Um, but I really do believe that. I mean, while he's not going to be putting up the, this level of production, I still think that this is legit. And, yeah. you know, the Phillies are, you know, Bryce Harper is kind of like really close to coming yeah. back. So there could be some more RBIs in his, you know, in his future. I, I really do believe in what Brandon Marsh is doing. Yeah. And, and you look at these young hitters on the Phillies here, Marsh, but also Bryson Stott, off to a great start, Alec, Alec Bohm, you know, I think still oozes with potential. I don't think we've seen his ceiling quite yet. Kevin Long, the Phillies hitting coach, I think he's incredibly underrated, especially with with what he's doing with these young players. But I'm glad you brought up Bryce Harper uh, because he's probably going to be back in early May. Maybe like, I don't want to say next week, but like, (laughs) I feel like we're going to wake up one morning and like the Phillies will just put out a tweet. Yeah, Bryce Harper is... uh, going to be active today it's coming very soon which is crazy it it really is crazy like i i i mean i like everyone else probably expected him back late june early july something like that but just everything that we're hearing from you know the twitter sphere just all the news blurbs and everything um it sounds like harper is like on the cusp of coming up and it's it's absolutely amazing yeah, I, I have, and I actually said this following the, my NL only labor uh, draft back in March. The player that I wish I had gotten is Bryce Harper. Like, I said that at the time, too, because, like, I just had a feeling, like, Bryce Harper is one of those guys who's just this fast healer, and I, I didn't believe anything about the All-Star break, and I thought that was, like, that's like getting a, you know, $30 player, 
you know, as soon as he comes back, and he only ends up missing a month. So that, you know, well done. That was Steve Gardner. I think God, Bryce Harper is nice. he's, he's sitting pretty there. We got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Family problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus chews. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Let's move on here to some pitchers. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez. So the big question here is, is he back? He was perfect. Into the seventh inning against the Orioles on Sunday, had 10 strikeouts over eight innings against the Guardians last time out. Uh, The swinging strikes are there. Um, He's doubled the whiff rate on his cutter so far this season. Velocity's up a little bit as well. I think you have to keep rolling with Rodriguez. I think at this point probably should be rostered pretty much everywhere. Gets the Orioles and the Mets coming up. Uh, would you start him in those games? Um, I would. Um, I really like what I've seen from from Erod. I mean, it's you know, it's kind of like the old like Boston version of Rodriguez, yeah. right? To where, I mean, maybe like the 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 past two games where you know. Uh, with all the swinging strikes, maybe you're not at, that. That was a little bit unexpected, at least yeah. for me. Um, but I, he's just like one of like those steady Eddie type of guys. And um, like the first two games of the season, he looked like not that great. And sadly, like I dropped him in a couple of leagues and then he goes on this run. So um, I, I really do think that he is back. Um, I don't know how many wins that he could get on on the Tigers, but even even in a shallow league, like he's going to give you plenty of Ks, and he's not going to kill you ratios, and that's kind of what you need with how many pitching injuries and how many pitching blowups you have seen across the league this year. Yeah, he's only thirty years old too. Uh, forget how young he was when he had the call up, and he's been really good for the Red Sox in the past. Of course, you know, twenty twenty didn't pitch. Uh, due to the myocarditis, the the COVID situation and all that. So it's been a little while since we've seen the best of Rodriguez, but hopefully uh, he's back to uh, top form now. And he's possibly a trade candidate come July too, which is something to keep in mind. Uh, Jack Flaherty yesterday struck out nine batters in six innings against uh, the Mariners, allowed three runs in six innings. Flaherty was kind of a disaster early on this season. Walks 13 batters over his first two starts. Since then, he's been better. He's walked just six batters in 17 in the third innings. He's gone six innings in back-to-back starts. 
Velocity also up from his first start where maybe he's just still building arm strength. I don't know. But do you trust Jack Flaherty? I I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I wonder about you. <laughs> I'm very nervous. Like if I had to pick one one of these pitchers to, yeah. you know, gamble on, either like Rodriguez or Flaherty, it probably would be Rodriguez in any given start. Just because yeah. of how bad Flaherty looked in those first two games. Like yeah. I, I was, it was just awful, but he's looked really good so far. Uh, well, since then. So I, I, I'm like tepid. Like I still have kept him in like a few leagues, um, but I'm just like, I don't know. It's kind of like, I need to see every single start from him to see how I feel about things because those first two starts, I was running for the yeah. hills. Yeah, I still think there's like that name recognition there that yeah. you know maybe he'll end up being rostered in more leagues than Rodriguez, but I think I think Rodriguez is the one to trust here, especially yeah. Flaherty gets the Dodgers next, so that's a big <laughs> big no from me. Um, and let's jump here to Logan Allen uh, made his debut against the Marlins on Sunday and pitched really well. Uh, one run allowed in six innings, eight strikeouts, uh, just one walk. Uh, Allen doesn't throw super hard. Um, he's actually the number eight prospect in the Guardian system. Uh, you can probably speak a little more on, on you know, the context of the, the Guardian system, but not the flashiest prospect, uh, in other words. But he did get some swings and misses on his fastball, even though, you know, he's throwing it up there 92 miles per hour. Uh, what do you think of the Logan Allen debut? Uh, I know there's some moving pieces in this Guardians rotation, some injuries, Tristan McKenzie on his way back, or in the early part of his uh, throwing program here. But do you think Allen has uh, staying power? Um, I really do think um, Allen does have uh, staying power. I mean, I was surprised by the 8Ks. Like, when I looked at the box score yesterday, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's very <laughs> nice. I was not expecting yeah. that. Um the Guardians just, they just know pitching. Like, as soon as they have, like, a top prospect, like, top 10 pitching prospect coming up, you probably should just just go ahead and take a gamble on them. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, and I was, I mean, I'm a Tanner, Tanner Bybee fan. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I love that guy. Um, but I wasn't surprised that Logan Allen got the call before Tanner Bybee mm -hmm. because of like forty man uh, forty man roster issues. Yeah. Um, but I do think that Allen really is going to stick in the rotation going forward, unless he just really has a massive blow up or two. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he got. Uh... He got five whiffs in uh, 12 swings on his splitter as well. So the highest percentage of whiffs was on a splitter. Uh, also threw a sweeper, but he was mostly uh, forcing fastball splitter uh, in that first start. Uh, Marlins aren't the most intimidating offense in the world either. Uh, so we'll see what he does going forward. But uh, he was a popular name in, in uh, weekend fab as well. We'll get into that next. Before we do, just a reminder, Sunday morning means MLB Sunday leadoff. Watch exclusive live games all season long on Peacock. This week, we're featuring an NL showdown as the Cubs take on the Marlins, I just mentioned, in South Florida. Catch the action live this Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. It was actually on the postgame show yesterday after that Phillies-Rockies game. 
I did a, a few uh, few prop bets, uh, and my first one was Brandon Marsh. I said two plus total bases. He did nail that, so I was very happy with the late homer. He got me over the bump there. I picked Reed Detmers to get five plus strikeouts and the Angels to win against the Royals. That worked out. And then I, I think it was uh, yeah, it was Dodgers Mets or Giants Mets Sunday night game. I picked over nine runs. It was exactly nine runs in the game, so it was a, it was a push. So it was a successful first day if you tailed me with those games. So let's get into our fab results from the weekend here. We are both, uh, Shelly and I, in Tout Wars Mixed Draft. Neither of us are doing particularly awesome <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> uh, but let's take a look at fab results there. So the most popular pickup, uh, unless I missed it here, was actually Logan Allen. Uh, went for 100 in our league, which, you know, Sounds about right. Uh, mm -hmm. Usually when a top prospect pitcher comes up, um, it's going to be around there. I'd say 10% of your, of your budget. So I, that made sense to me. We'll see if he sticks uh, all season long. Connor Joe, who we mentioned earlier, was the second highest bid, went for 72. Um, that kind of makes sense. I got Taylor Walls for 30, Drew Smiley for 20. Uh, I put Carlos Carrasco on the injured list. I'm not sure about Drew Smiley, but if you bring a perfect game into the eighth inning before being tackled by your catcher, I am, <laughs> I am interested. Uh, so, uh, how do you think you did? Uh, you made some like budget pickups here. If you want to make your case for the ones you got, Shelly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I didn't. I I was like in on all the other guys, but I just didn't really feel comfortable with, you know, putting all of my fab in because I'm, I, I don't know. I just wasn't really comfortable in those particular players, but I did pick up uh, Jordan Diaz uh, from the A's who should be getting everyday playing time. Um, and he's looked good so far. So yeah. went with him. And I think that was really about it that I picked up. Yeah. I got Jan Gomes too, because I, I, I thought maybe Will Smith would be active before the end of last week. And <laughs> I would get like the weekend. Yeah. Uh, he's still coming back from concussion. Uh, symptoms and he might not even be back this week so something to keep an eye on there so I put Gomes in as my uh, second catcher in that one uh, Corey Jolks went for 43 Jaron Duran went for 34 uh, Brian Abreu with the Astros author great start went for 31 Harold Ramirez hot hitter right now uh, went for 26 not a huge week I'd say for for fab in that league yeah um my TGFBI league, my pitching staff has been an absolute disaster. So Brandon Woodruff and Tristan McKenzie were my one-two. So they are out right now. Jameson Tyone and Carlos Carrasco joined them on the IL uh, last week. So I actually ended up with Mason Miller in that league. Uh, I dropped 100 on him. The runner-up went for 92. Okay. What do you think of Mason Miller, Shelley? I, I know we're not probably going to get big innings here, but that debut is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that he is like okay for like deeper leagues. I don't know if I necessarily would roster him in shallower leagues, just because yeah. you know that you're not going to get the wins or stuff like that. But you're going to get plenty of strikeouts for how many ever innings, like four or five innings that he goes out. So yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I I I like it. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're not going to see wins because he probably won't 
pitch deep enough to get a win. I don't know if the A's offense will provide anything to get a win as well, but, you know, ratio strikeouts, especially in leagues where you have like an innings cap, uh, that sort of thing. Miller makes sense. Uh, anything from your other leagues over the weekend you thought were interesting, Shelly? Um, yeah, I picked up uh, Wade Miley at, in some of my 15 team leagues because he has been pitching well. And I'm just like, who knows? Um, yeah. And even if I don't use him for this week, th- that is reliable pitching depth that I don't have to go to the wire on yeah. Sunday to like get like the the best like two start pitcher. Um, yeah. And I'm also um, I have stashed Matt Mervis in a couple of leagues mm, um, nice. because Matt Mervis and Christopher Morrell are going gangbusters for the Cubs down in AAA Iowa, so. I'm hoping that the Cubs, you know, promote Mervis sometime soon. Um, yeah. I mean, they're not getting a lot of production out of their first base position, even though overall their team is doing well. So yeah. I've, I've stashed him in a couple of leagues. Uh, so Brad Boxberger was picked up in this in my TGFBI league. I thought it was a smart play. 13 bucks. Michael Fulmer has been a disappointment. There hasn't been many save chances for the Cubs so far, uh, but Boxberger makes sense as a pickup. I actually like Joey Lucchese this week. He was great against the Giants on Friday. I think it went seven scoreless with eight strikeouts. Uh, we're out of nowhere, obviously, but you know yeah. he's had some fantasy potential in the past. He's been he's been decent in the past. Gets the Nationals this week. I, I think he's a good pickup at least for this week. Justin Verlander might be back next week, like late next week, uh, which is going to be huge. He might actually make his Mets debut. Uh, in Detroit, which would be pretty interesting. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam Adovino went for 27 in my TGFBI league. He's kind of been splitting save chances here with David Robertson. And I think what's been interesting uh, to watch with Buck Showalter, like if the middle of the order is coming up in the eighth inning, Buck's going to put Robertson out there for that. Um, he seems to be pretty flexible. And then you might see Adovino get the night. So that like, Something to keep an eye on if you want to mm-hmm. stash a, a potential saves save choice here. Like I, I think Adovino makes sense because the Mets are probably going to win ninety plus games. So yeah. uh, I've watched those kind of trends uh, pretty carefully. Uh, a couple of quick lineup notes to finish out the show here. I already mentioned Will Smith, but Hugh Darvish left his start on Sunday with a hamstring cramp. Uh, but he's expected to be good to go for his start this weekend against the Dodgers. So you should probably keep him active, even though the start maybe isn't uh, is a little scary. Sandy Alcantara was scratched over the weekend with biceps tendonitis, which that sounded a little worrisome at first. But he's actually expected to pitch against the Braves this week. Tony Gonsolin expected to make his season debut Wednesday against the Pirates. Even though the Pirates are doing well, I think you probably have Gonsolin active for that one. Uh, Chris Bryant left Saturday's game with lower back pain, didn't play Sunday. They're saying it's unrelated to his back issues from last year and that he's day-to-day right now. I guess we'll have to, to wait and see as far as that goes. We hit on Bryce Harper closing in on a return. Uh, Justin Verlander closing in on a return next week. Also nice to see Fernando Tatis Jr. hit his first home run over the weekend. Uh, if you stashed Tatis, of course, you couldn't put him in an IL spot because he was suspended. Uh, but I think that one's going to pay off too, Shelly. Yeah, I, I really do. And I I mean, they 
it was kind of odd that both Musgrove and um, Tatis come off the IL and suspended list at the same time. And then in the next week, there are five games. I'm just like, oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah, only five games this week for the Padres. That's that's a little bit harsh. And, uh, of course, with Musgrove coming back, they're making some changes in their rotation. Uh, So Weathers goes back to the bullpen. And Martinez, too, right? Yep, yep, Um, both of them, yep. Seth Lugo remains in the rotation, Michael Waka. But, yeah, not really a week where you're going to get much out of those guys. Uh, just one start. I know Seth Lugo is starting this week. It's been a good pickup so far. Yeah. But, Shelly, uh, this has been great. Uh, thanks yeah. for hanging out with me and uh, look forward to doing it again soon. Yeah, thanks Thanks again for, for having me on. Um, uh, yeah, I, thank you. Yeah, where can uh, folks find you on Twitter? Oh, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at uh, ShellyV underscore 643. Awesome. Uh, Remember to subscribe to Circling the Bases wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review if you like what you're hearing. Take care, everyone. We'll see see you next time. We got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.